0: you looking for an online sportsbook with fast payouts and an easy-to-use layout? Look no further than MyBookie.ag. Payouts in only two business days, the best customer service out there, the best odds, and even live odds, and a great interface. Go take a look at MyBookie.ag, and once you figure out that it's the best, sign up with promo code WCE100 for a 50% deposit bonus. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code WCE100. I'm Gary Seegers. Catch me on Twitter at garywce I'm chris
1: giannini follow me at chris b giannini
0: and this is the winning cures everything podcast from winningcureseverything.com before we get started please subscribe to the podcast share it and review it we cannot stress how important those reviews are for itunes rankings so help us out
1: of us who love this sport live for nights like this you are looking live at the georgia dome in atlanta it's football i've been watching it for 40 years 40 (laughs) 40 years how about that so here is fourth down can you believe it? it's picked up by michigan states jalen wants jackson and he scores on the Honey bad, you don't care. Oh, my gosh! Oh, my my goodness! Oh, Oh no! This is Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Winning Cures
0: Everything, episode number 166. It is the Tuesday, November 21st, Thanksgiving week edition of the show. Chris, how are you, buddy?
1: I'm doing well, sir. How are you?
0: I am doing all right. It was a... um, It was not exactly the best weekend of college football.
1: No, sir. No, sir. What? (laughs) I want to ask you this. Okay. And, And I understand the logic, and I understand the reasoning, but since one of your teams is involved in this every year, what do you feel about the cupcake at the end of the schedule? Everybody understands the logic and reasoning for cupcakes at the beginning of the schedule. Do you Um, understand why people hate it and why it seems a little bit fraudulent and ridiculous?
0: I will say this. So, you start out with somebody that's pretty good, or at least that you would believe is pretty good, right? Um, Then you have a couple of cupcakes here and there, and then you have an entire conference slate. And in Alabama's case, in order to reach the ultimate goal that they're looking for, which is a national championship... You have Auburn, which is a top-ten team. You have Georgia, which is a top-ten team. And then you have the college football playoff, which is two more games against top-ten teams. So you need a game of rest and getting people healthy, etc., because if you're going through a gauntlet of, let's just say they move the Tennessee game into the spot. Then you've got LSU, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Auburn, Georgia, playoff team, playoff team. You see what I mean? Like nobody else yeah, faces a gauntlet like
1: that. every, oh, That's not true. That's just not. That's just not true. It's not true. Ohio State will face a gauntlet like that. They're playing conference teams. Now you know I hate the school, so I'm not saying something nice about them to make them feel good. Okay, but but yeah, they get to play Illinois. That's still a conference game. Illinois is no different than Tennessee. They both suck at pretty equal level right now, and they have for the last seven years. So it's not like it's this is new. Okay, all right, and they will play all conference games. They will play the game, and then they will play their conference championship game. They do not. They schedule cupcakes just like everybody else has cupcakes, but they all have it at the beginning of the season, and then you get into play. And when you get into play, we play, and that's it.
0: I, I mean, I see where you're coming from on this. Um, I I disagree like part, a little
1: part bit. Part of the golf is part of winning a championship.
0: No, I, well, I, I, I mean, do agree there.
1: If you're, if you're USD, you're not, you're not having the exact same conversation. Now, hey, you know, we, we we played a couple cupcakes early just like everybody else, and then we went through the gauntlet of our schedule.
0: Well, now you tell know? me this, because Nick Saban mm-hmm. is a proponent of we need to go to a nine-game schedule and we only need to play Power 5 teams. Like, that's that's I'm, what he I'm, believes. I'm
1: totally at you with it. Hang on, if you want to get to the 16-team conference, uh, the playoff that I want, that I believe is a true playoff. That's what we were not talked about.
0: Yeah, it, everybody. And
1: we got all. Whenever people bitch about, sorry for, for cursing, trying to get better about that. <laughs> Had some criticism on there. Whenever, whenever people complain, oh, you can't add more games to the playoff. Well, a, every division in football does it, but this one. So that's just simply not true. And b, they play three games a year against high school teams. If you're going to tell me I can't have good football at the end because we got to beat up on some scrubs, then, then I have a problem. I have a problem with that. And if you want to be the best, then run a gauntlet, Gary. That's I, This is not an Alabama thing because Auburn does the same thing. Clemson and South Carolina do the same thing, so we don't get South Carolina criticism because they're not a national power. But at the end of the day, they, they play the in-state rivalries, and I get it, they want to keep all the money in the state and help the smaller schools in their state, I, I understand that, but play them week one, and if you're going to play, see, here's my problem, you make the argument, well, week one, we play a big school for national states, yes, but week two and three, you play cupcakes just like everybody else, right. so it doesn't change the fact that you still get cupcake games. We're not telling you to not play cupcakes at all, but you can't play them in November, brother you just look, can't
0: do it. I'll look at it this way. Uh, the way that it used to go down, let's see. Let me look up the 2010 Alabama schedule, right? So like back in the day, um and it may it may need to go further back than that, but Mississippi State used to be the game before Auburn. Like that was the game. And back then it wasn't that big of a deal. But that was back, you know, in 2000 what was it? 5 maybe um they had where you only had to play 11 games a year so yeah. you had two cupcakes and a real you know out of conference uh football game and then you had an eight game conference schedule so your 12th game was going to be the you know the SCC championship game so for a lot of these you know it just took the place of a bye week so you know i i don't know here, all right. So in two thousand and five, Alabama's November schedule, because everybody had a week off before the uh, SEC championship game. So like Thanksgiving for a lot of teams you know, they, they was
1: off. They used to have a week. They used to have a week between the regular season and the SEC championship game. I do remember that.
0: Right. So in this case, um, all right. Two thousand and five. Alabama played Utah State on October 29th. Then played November 5th at Mississippi State. November 12th played LSU at home. And then November 19th played at Auburn. And then there was an off week. So there was a chance to to rest players, to get players healthy and whatnot. The bye week for Alabama that year was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, let's see, October the 8th. So it was right dead in the middle of the season. So, in this year, like, the way it has been for the past almost decade, it's always the week before the LSU game. And then you've got LSU, Mississippi State, and then you've got a cupcake thrown in there. And I'm not, I don't think that it's great, because it's definitely not good television. Um, And it, it didn't used to be set up where everybody across the country did it. You know, like, Clemson did this. South Carolina did it, you know, like the entire well, SEC. To everybody,
1: everybody today doesn't do it, Gary. Everybody doesn't do it. LSU's not doing it. All, uh, you know, all these. No other SEC school played a cupcake. They all played each other, except for you and Auburn. And South Carolina and Clemson have some state agreement, but but their state agreement could easily be done in September. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be done in November.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think that some like, that's people get the thing.
1: so. I like, can't say everybody else is doing it. No other, no other teams do this in November.
0: A lot of teams want to get players healthy before their rivalry game. That's the only reasoning behind it that not, I can come but up but with.
1: That, but that's not an option, though. That's not. That's that's just part
0: of it, man. Understand. Look, I, like, that, I understand.
1: That's part of playing a 12 game season with one bye week is you don't you don't get the option to to get healthy before a big rivalry week. You play them with who you got. That's that's how you go through the season.
0: I look at it this way. If if the NCAA forces you to play 12 games and you already have one big out of conference game, like I don't see any problem with it. you know, just because your cupcake is at the end of the season as opposed to the beginning, uh it, Honestly, there's more people watching at the beginning of the season than there are at the end.
1: But you know is... how much I hate those anyway. Oh, I, I, I wanna do away with all I wanna do away with all of them. I wanna play a power five only schedule and I wanna make the playoff sixteen teams and it starts as soon as the conference weeks are over. You got one week to prepare. And, and play for that first round playoff and then you'll have two weeks between the next game and two weeks between the last game if you make it to the championship game
0: yeah yeah that, I'd, that be... would
1: be a perfect a perfect world for me and you let every conference champion make it to the playoffs if you win your conference you have a chance to win the national title yeah i'd be all right with that but but we gotta get we got to get rid of this stuff in november it doesn't affect my team. It doesn't affect most of the teams. But but I just I'm just not a fan of, of Cupcake teams being in November man. Like I don't like it at the beginning of the season, but college football doesn't have a preseason. Which is why they say we're gonna let you do it in the preseason.
0: Yeah. So Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little bit goofy. But let let's go on and get anyway. into let's get into this Move week's up. stuff. Um all right, so there weren't a lot of good games. Let's go on and talk about the hometown team. SMU uh, lost to Memphis, sixty-six to forty-five, which Ooh, was
1: Memphis was good. Brother.
0: yeah. They I mean they put a shellacking on them. There was a there was like an almost an hour rain delay. It was uh, it was pretty good. Now, like Memphis definitely showed up. They they win the AAC West. They are in the championship game against the winner of South Florida and UCF, which we would assume will be. UCF. So, in this spot, I mean, Memphis has to win two games. They got to beat East Carolina this weekend, and if they can find a way to beat the winner of that game, um, they will be headed to the Peach Bowl in Atlanta. That's pretty unprecedented for for this pro like this football program, right?
1: Yeah, if they can find a way to to beat Central Florida, probably or South Florida. It's it's gonna be that's gonna be a, a tough road to hoe though, man. I mean that.
0: Well, we will tell you empty. this: um, because of the way that everything is is set up, if South Florida beats Central Florida, the AAC championship game will be in Memphis.
1: Yeah, we get home field. Yeah, that's right.
0: Would definitely be helpful.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, no, that that will be a big deal because the Liberty Bowl will be packed out, man.
0: Yes, it, it certainly will. It certainly will. All right, let's uh let's talk about the big one. Michigan at Wisconsin. Michigan was up ten to seven with about what eight minutes left, maybe six minutes left in the third quarter. Uh Wisconsin, Wisconsin scores. I mean, they yeah, they put yeah. the game away. They uh they concussed the quarterback, Brandon Peters, who looked okay. He wasn't, you know, world beater by any means. But, but was he was
1: good, not great.
0: Yeah, and, and, and the offense looked much more competent with him in there as opposed to John O'Korn.
1: Oh, yes. Absolutely. No no doubt on that. So, I, I think Wisconsin is good. Listen, the fact that Wisconsin, one of their touchdowns was, the first touchdown was a uh, special teams return. Yep. Um, so that was a big deal. That's good. They're really well coached and play on, well on special teams. That is a great defensive front.
0: Yes, Back, it is.
1: They were and Now, it took to the third quarter for them to do it, but that's the way they are. They beat you down, they wear you down, and they might not blow you out early. But by the fourth quarter, you're exhausted, you're tired, you're bloody, you're sore. You don't want to play anymore. And then that's when they start gassing you for runs. I mean, that's old school Alabama.
0: Oh, yeah, it definitely you know? is.
1: Play, play, good de- play good defense and keep the game close. And by the fourth quarter, you don't want to fight anymore. And we still got fight left in us, and we run away with it.
0: You are entirely right. That's exactly
1: right. what they look like, man. And once they got to the fourth quarter, they did what they wanted. When they want it, how they want it. I think this team is good. I, it would not sh- shock me if Ohio State comes out and beats them bad. They are playing incredibly high level after the uh, Iowa game. But, yeah, but I, we'll I would see. like to see contest team is this
0: well, because a lot of what Ohio State does is, is run the football, right? If you look at, let's see, let's look at scoring defense, um, overall defense, total defense, and rushing defense, right? So, for scoring defense, Wisconsin is second in the country, allowing 13.1 points per game. That's behind number 1 Alabama, who is allowing 10.2. Um, in total defense, Alabama's given up 244.1 yards per game. Wisconsin is right there behind them, 246.4. That's number two in the country. And then in rushing defense, Wisconsin leads the country in rushing defense. On yes, on the year, they have given up 873 yards in 11 games. That is 79.36 yards per game. That's only 2.68 yards per attempt. That is, They've only given up four rushing touchdowns all year. That also leads the country. I mean their defense is absolutely a hundred percent legit and I look, all they've got is a game against Minnesota away from yeah, from being that's undefeated. That's yeah, they'll they'll absolutely destroy them.
1: Minnesota, Minnesota got beat by thirty against Northwestern this weekend.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's Maybe it's not gonna that, be it's, bad. it's not gonna be pretty. I can I can tell you that. No. So let's let's move on from that. We're trying to make this a quick one today. Uh Texas AM at Ole Miss. A and M was down twenty four to twenty one at the half, and they pitch a shutout in the second half, which is not something you expect from Texas A and in November. They uh, they outscore Ole Miss ten to nothing in the second half. They win thirty one to twenty four. What did you make of this one?
1: Really fun first half. I mean, it really was an exciting football game. Second half, seven points were scored, and it was pretty boring.
0: Yeah. Yeah, really? What? Ole Miss could get nothing going on us. It
1: wasn't like that defensive struggle that we like to watch sometimes, and whatever. It it just was weird. Um, Anyway, someone can save his job.
0: Not a chance. Uh, From everything that I am understanding, uh, he's already done. He's out. Like it doesn't matter what happens this weekend. It doesn't matter like that they beat Ole Miss. None of that matters. He, the relationship there has deteriorated so poorly. That so he they, will not be if around.
1: If they beat LSU this week and they win a bowl game real big, like that, none of that matters. He might not even get to coach the no,
0: bowl. No, he game. he won't be coaching the bowl game. Like he he is out. There is a chance that he could end up at UCLA if Chip Kelly does not go there. Um, it, he he will have plenty of Power Five opportunities. Uh, okay. I mean, you could see. I mean, you could even see him at Ole Miss possibly. Like just depending on what's going on. There's, which we'll get into that maybe tomorrow because good gracious there's so much going on now that Tom Mars and and almost player have filed a suit against the school um just a lot went on over the weekend we'll we'll dig into that tomorrow but um but yeah no Kevin Sumlin no way to save his job right now he's out he's he's done he will be looking for another job and and he will get another job like i have no doubt about that he he will get another power 5 job okay All right. Let's jump off that. Let's talk about a fun game. Did you watch Navy and Notre Dame? Uh,
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was definitely on that game. But, you know, I had Navy as one of my best bets.
0: Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And you won that one easily. Easily.
1: Yes. Navy Navy was in
0: that game. What do you make of this? Do you think that this was just a hangover from Notre Dame being beaten? Or is it just that difficult to prepare for a triple option team it, coming off of you know two really big games in a row,
1: um, man, I I, I think Navy is good.
0: Okay, I don't. Even, I'm
1: not even going to say it's a weird triple option thing. I think this Navy team is really good. Uh, they do play up to their opponents and down to their opponents. I've seen that a little bit this year, but but they're really well coached and they fight hard, man. They they're not going to give lay down for another uh, day. And and that's the biggest thing is when you're Notre Dame and they're Navy and this has become a rivalry, man, you're, you're going to get their best every time. Yeah. Navy is not going to go in here and think, we can't beat these guys. You know, this is just for us to get a little national TV publicity, you know, whatever. No. Oh, they. I think every year they think they can win this game.
0: I think they do, too. I think they do, too. I, I think that Notre Dame shows back up this week against Stanford. We'll get into that Uh for, for the next show, but but yeah, I think that this is uh, is it's one of those games that Notre Dame, really anybody, will have trouble beating Navy by more than a couple of scores. Like it's it's almost impossible because of how long Navy can keep the football. So time of possession is is huge in football games, and when you don't have big play uh, players or personnel. You know, it Notre Dame doesn't have a bunch of it. They've got a few guys that can that can break some big runs, but Notre Dame plays football a lot the same way that Navy does, just without the triple option. They just run the football. So if you can't break one, like you, you normally cannot do against Navy, then it makes for a long football game and close games. So, um let's jump off that. Let's uh let's talk about a couple more interesting ones. Um first off, I went two and three in college football gambling this week. You went three and two. Our overall totals right now, I'm 29, 28, and 3. You are 32, 24, and 3. You have run away with this thing. So congrats on that because you are killing it right now. Uh, let's talk about the downpour in Knoxville, LSU 30, Tennessee 10. And that was a monsoon. I, I don't know that I've seen something more fun to play in uh, in, in a really long time. What, what did you think about
1: it? Well, they came in after halftime. And they kicked the ball off. I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> the, even the announcer was like, I don't know where the ball is. And the camera's just kind of wandering around, hoping to see everybody running in a direction, and maybe that's where the ball went. Pretty insane. I do not know uh, if, if there was any way to, man, I don't know, um, like delay the game if you know that's going to happen, or if it was just one of those things where let them get out there and mix it up. Um uh, and the reason I say that is neither one of these teams really have anything to play for. Um, it doesn't change their schedule. It doesn't really change their season at all. If, if LSU loses that game or wins that game, especially if it's craziness, but but let's just say that's a big game, and one of these teams is playing, you know, for a national title. I mean, let's say LSU or Tennessee is undefeated. Do you really want to decide a team's future trying to play in that? When well, I mean, you know, basically radar is, shows it's only going to be here for like 10, 15 minutes. We're already at halftime. So we just extend halftime another 10 minutes, and then we're clear.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, weather delays I, not, have caused problems all year. You know, Michigan, yeah, it, it, Michigan, it, 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 Michigan State has, has beaten two teams that, under normal circumstances, they probably would not have beaten thanks to the weather. So Penn State and Michigan, I don't know that they would have gotten those wins had had the weather not cooperated and just been nasty and disgusting and you know weather delays and all that kind of mess, right? So it, I, I don't, you know, normally that that evens the playing field, right? So in this case, like I don't think it would have been a problem to delay it another ten minutes, but at the same time, like man. It, there's nothing really going on here like this just kick it off and see what happens
1: and, and like i said it didn't have that effect i'm just curious as to what they would have done had one of those teams been in that scenario or that situation uh, it was outside of the weather we're talking too much about that and that's my fault <laughs> it was a fun game it was an awesome game like it really was cool to watch and then once the weather cleared up lsu just kind of did what they've been doing and tennessee did what they've been doing and and it wasn't a lot of fun at the very end. Um, I will tell you this. Tennessee was pumped for that game.
0: Yeah, they were. For
1: For the first two quarters, that's the most fired up they've been for a game all year. All year. They were ready to fight. I remember when the first quarter ended, they were down three to nothing. And it was kind of a rough and tough defensive game at that point. And they were jumping around like it was the fourth quarter, and they were up by three, and they were just getting the whole house fired up. And I was just like, "What is going? Like, what are they so pumped about? What are they so excited about?" Brady Hoke has these guys fired up. Had me a little nervous. Oh yeah. But at the end of the day, Brady Hoke becomes Brady Hoke, and Tennessee is what they are, and
0: and that's the way it goes. It just
1: didn't matter. It didn't. It didn't matter. But it was. It was fun for three quarters. It was yeah, it a was. really good game and um, and he got he got him fired up. I think if they play anybody else in the east, they win that game.
0: I think you're probably right. I think you were probably right so. uh UAB in Florida, that did not go the way that we saw it going. uh no sir no nope. sir. Florida had too much depth look UAB is still a long ways from being able to compete with SEC teams, even weak, not able to score SEC teams. um right. Florida looked like they just needed this game. You know, so we we want even
1: the talent gap. We talk about yeah. it all the time. You know, sometimes it's not the X's and O's, but the it's the Tom and the Joes. That uh, the talent gap was just different. And Florida said, "Hey, we can't lose these guys. We're better than these guys."
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: And it doesn't take coaching. It just we just have to be better than them. And they were they were a lot better than
0: them. All right, let's uh, let's talk about two more games real quick, and then we'll end it. Uh, Mississippi State and Arkansas. This was my lock of the week. Like I, I and both of us took it. Mississippi State minus eleven and a half, and State was down for the majority of the ball game. I don't know what got They're into Arkansas. Down for
1: the majority of the ball game, They got outplayed. They got out like they got pushed around. They were out physical. They I, I don't. I have a hard time judging Mississippi State this year, and I have all year. Because when the games they play great in, they look unbeatable. And the games they play bad in, they look awful. And there's no middle ground with them. And we talk about some of these teams that are just so bipolar.
0: Like and This is one of them.
1: Okay. You know how I used to always say, and I still do, be great, be terrible, you have to just be entertaining? Well, State's been entertaining. But, but there's a part of it that's like you can be anything in the world but confusing. And you're confusing. Like, I, I don't know what to think of. At first, I think Dan is going to get a Brinks truck dropped on him by Tennessee because he showed that he could beat Bama with two- and three-star players, and we got four- and five-star players. And if I was the boys in Knoxville, I'd be hitting him in the face with money and, and just saying, tell us when to stop. But then you watch the Arkansas game, and you think, nah, nah, we're good. We're good. Well, you see, that's,
0: that's part of the thing about having the two- and three-star players, right? kids will play over their head when there is a big time emotional spot like that that's the thing there are there are certain times a year that kids are going to play way over their head they're just going to they're going to dominate the line of scrimmage against a team they shouldn't they there's just all of that going on right like state got up for for two games this year it was the LSU game and the Alabama game and they'll probably get up again for the Ole Miss game and it, it's because it's at home. It's all it look Arkansas on the road. Everybody knows Arkansas has been terrible. Uh, there's no reason for these kids to get excited about an 11 a.m. game in the rain in Fayetteville. So if they're not excited to play, they're not good enough to overcome not being excited. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. But if those kids were there last year, which almost all of them were, then they know the ass whipping that Arkansas put on them in Starkville.
0: Yeah, it doesn't change anything it, it, if you see that Arkansas has been god awful this year. You know? Like that that's they, the thing. But
1: you, it, it you're you're you still going to come in saying I want to whip those boys butts cuz they whipped ours last year and it wasn't
0: close. I agree. I agree. It it's the difference between college football and the NFL. College football is still 18 to 22 year old kids. Like that's that's just what it is. And so you almost have to expect the unexpected. You know? So let's uh, let's
1: talk about Arkansas for a minute. I know okay. we need to wrap it up, but let's let's talk about Arkansas for a minute. Crazy hypothetical I don't know if you were in the room when we were talking about this Saturday night. It's strange to think, but I think this is a this is a non-zero chance of happening okay It, it might be one or two percent. Let's okay. say Jerry Jones gets booted from the Cowboys okay and he he gets Donald Sterling out and you can't own the team anymore. Jerry Jones becomes the athletic director of Arkansas in a heartbeat, correct? Uh, own record, Own record, hang on, no, no, no. Own record, that's going to happen. And own record, Jerry's going to say this, this is my dream job. This is a guy that owned the Dallas Cowboys during one of the greatest Super Bowl runs of all time, and I think being the athletic director at Arkansas would be his dream job.
0: I think he would have a problem following NCAA rules. <laughs> I think I think they would have a whole lot of problems there because Jerry I don't no. know I don't know that it's it's uh I mean maybe I bet it is Jerry
1: would hire a team of lawyers. I mean maybe every lawyer in the country that would be on retainer to make sure they can bend every rule to its possible brink and not break.
0: Would would he want to do it if he knows that he can't make like if he can't really profit off of it, like if he's only getting paid like one and a half million a year from Arkansas,
1: like oh I think so because I think uh, in this crazy hypothetical world that's not going to happen. So everybody that's getting pissed off right now, calm down. I get it. But in this world, oh no, Jerry's probably going to get four billion dollars from the Cowboys. Okay, maybe more than that. Yeah, you All might right? be
0: right. He, you might be right. So
1: so I don't I don't know. While we know Jerry loves to make money, at some point in time. He's he's late seventies Jerry that that can't spend all this money no more.
0: Okay, and and he just wants to get in and and make sure that Arkansas is winning before he kicks the. Bucket. That's
1: right. He wants to win. He would do anything to win a national championship. Remember remember the hypothetical when Chip Kelly was or not Chip Kelly? Oh God, do you remember his name? The other guy from Oregon that got fired last year. And I talked about if anybody had the money in the pool to pull Nick Saban. It was because Phil Knight is a, a hundred billionaire, and he's older, and he's not going to live much longer in the grand scheme of the world. If he really wanted to see his team win a national championship, you come to Nick and say, "What do you need? Like, what do you want? I mean, would twenty million a year do it? Would thirty million a year do? Because you don't now. You're playing with things that don't matter. I'm going to die, and I have hundreds of billions of dollars. So it doesn't matter what I pay you. I just need my school to win a national championship.
0: Yeah, I mean and, and this is what boosters effectively are, right? They're not looking yeah, for maybe, a profit. They're looking for no. the the emotional feeling of my team like my school is the best in the country.
1: Like that's all I they gotta want. have a crystal ball. I gotta have a crystal ball in the case and everybody knows Bill Knight or Jerry Jones got us that.
0: Yeah. I, I mean you, that's, you his got a point.
1: that's his legacy to a place that he loves. Now understand, Jerry, it's never. But I promise you, the <laughs> NFL can do without Roger Goodell way before it could do without Jerry Jones. But I, I, I thought you know what? I bet that he would have more fun being the athletic director of Arkansas. I, I bet he would have no problems keeping the NCAA tied up in legal dealings all the time.
0: Oh, probably we'll just right. sue
1: the NCAA every other week. And we'll keep them so tied up in red tape they can't investigate crap.
0: <laughs> I love this. If I, I had I love dairy this money,
1: if I had dairy money, I would be that guy. I'm not kidding you. I would be that guy. I would make it my life's work to tie the NCAA up forever.
0: I had not even thought about this possibility. That's. I've got to admit that. I had no idea. That's, I that
1: thought you is might have been in the room. We were joking around about that. No, maybe I think are, I would already
0: left. I think I was already gone at that point. Right. But yeah, that's right. that's interesting.
1: Anyway, uh, that's a fun little hypothetical
0: conversation. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right, we'll, we'll close out with this. Uh, my my other bet of the week was Missouri over Vanderbilt. This was never even a ballgame. How this line was seven and a half? I I just don't understand. Like yeah. Missouri was up thirty five to nothing at the half. So it is obviously. I don't think that um, that Vandy's coach is is out of there at this point, but he's got a chance to go zero and eight in the SEC because he's got to play in Knoxville this weekend. What what do you make of Vandy's situation? What do you make of Missouri's situation? Well,
1: we've talked about this. You think, and I, and I think I'm buying in a little bit. Uh, Missouri's going in the right direction. They they're poised. To be really look a lot better next year. Hopefully, this this winning streak that they've gone on, the scoring fest, that can help recruiting. People can get excited about, hey man, maybe I might consider playing there. You know, could I go to an LSU or an Auburn and be a backup, or could I go to Missouri and start and and have a lot of fun? You know, I mean, I, you know, you don't know. Um, you don't really know what these kids are thinking. You know, that they don't want to play for a loser a lot of times. And, yeah, I, I think it'll help a lot. I think I think the winning streak will help Missouri big picture a lot. I do not think Vanderbilt is one of those schools that's that's firing coaches. Okay, they got spoiled with James Franklin, and James Franklin did something unbelievably special at at at, uh, at Vanderbilt. Other than James Franklin, nobody in our lifetime has won. Which I'll turn thirty five in a couple of weeks. Has won at Vanderbilt.
0: So, not not consistent well, anyway
1: oh well, yeah, well, that's what i am talking about they made a bowl last year man they made a bowl game last year they're not firing this guy this year yeah this is not happening.
0: what was what was the coach's name uh Bobby Johnson is that right like Bobby Johnson oh, took him to their first bowl game in in forever and that was like yeah, back yeah, in the, the ball, um, yeah that was back in the mid2000s he was there what 02 to09 I want to say. Um, and and you know, he had uh, a few winning seasons here and there. Like it, his his first winning season, I think, was the year before he retired. Uh, and they went, I think, seven and six. They won the Music City Bowl. Uh, went four and four in the conference, and then they went like two and ten the next year. So that's right. You know, he he built it up to to something, and you know, and then they brought in James Franklin, and it was just. Otherworldly, but yeah, I, I don't think there's just not much you can do at that school, you know. Like, well, I, I, well, I think it's probably the worst job somebody... in the SEC.
1: Oh, no, 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 I don't know that there's any doubt. The ACT score to get in that you're fighting, you're fighting recruiting that everybody else doesn't have to fight. So, while some of these schools have really good academics and things like that matter for their athletic department, it doesn't, okay, you know. Florida is one of the best academic schools in the country. They're probably the best in the state of Florida. Okay, yeah. But, for their athletes, I mean, they got, I don't know, 20,000 students that go there. Maybe 50,000 students that go to Florida. The, the 100 that play football, they don't care if they can read or not. Because they ain't pulling the, the, the academics down. It's too small of a sample size to hurt anything. Vanderbilt doesn't have that issue. And, and, and they don't allow that. So, it, it is different. It's very difficult. Now, if you can get, I think Vanderbilt needs to try, if I was Vanderbilt, I would be trying to do, I would look at my program the way Memphis and Arkansas State and Houston, in these smaller schools in non-Power 5 conferences that win consistently over the last couple of years do, is, is you just got to keep getting coaches and losing them to, to bigger jobs and getting coaches and being willing to lose them to bigger jobs and if you can do that I think you'll never, you'll never win, go undefeated like Memphis could or Central Florida could but you can go to a bowl game almost every year and you know if you put Scott Frost or Mike Norvell in that job before the jobs they were in they're a bowl game team every year every year
0: yeah, no, but, I agree. I think,
1: I think yeah, your schedule you, I think is a little more difficult, but
0: to, uh, you know. Oh no,
1: that's what I'm saying. You only got to win six. You don't have to. You don't have to go undefeated. You don't have to be Scott Ross and win eleven or twelve. You just got to win
0: six. Uh, by the way, speaking of enrollment numbers that you were talking about, uh, yep. 2014 University of Florida was over fifty thousand enrollment. Uh, yep. 2014 for Vanderbilt twelve thousand six
1: hundred. Okay. It's
0: a big so difference. They, they private not, private school they will versus not public. Allow
1: hundred, that's right. They will not allow the hundred students that um, play football to, to not be up to the academic standards. So. Yeah,
0: the the required ACT score to get into um, to get into Vanderbilt is a thirty two. Yep. Not a whole lot of uh, football players that <laughs> that are going to so, be getting a thirty two no, on their ACT.
1: It, in in the best
0: 36? Yeah, best is 36, so you got to get 32 out of 36. A per,
1: a, yeah, a, per, a perfect score is 36, so that's what we're having right here. And Florida's a tough academic school, too, and I would bet if you looked up Florida's, I bet their ACT score is really high. I bet they have exceptions for football players or, and basketball players and baseball players because they're very competitive in all those sports, but... They would let them in under like academic probation and then they get to take a lot of like study all five classes um but you know it's just a different it's just a different animal yeah
0: the the average aCT score at the University of Florida from what I'm reading is uh is a twenty seven
1: yeah it's pretty high but I, all those football players are not twenty seven
0: well but notice that says average and not required yeah so <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a, it's a big required. difference.
1: Oh no, I bet I bet the required is actually pretty low because because they they are still a state school.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're a state school, and I mean in state tuition is pretty cheap. Uh, it's it's much cheaper to go to Florida than it is to uh, Vanderbilt, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, no, I'm with you. All right, well look, let's uh, let's go on and wrap this thing up. That uh, that'll be it for today, and we will be back tomorrow. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter at winningcures. You can follow myself at GaryWCE.
1: You follow me at Chris B ChrisBGiannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I.
0: You can also email the show. That's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551-226-226.